excited to get into the word. Awesome. Well, if you have not been with us, we've been in this series called In Process. Say it with me. In Process. And so um, we've been kind of toiling with the idea of what it means to actually be in process and how we're all in a process. No matter what age or space or place we're in in life, we're all in some type of process. And so we've really just been toiling with that idea of like what it means to allow Jesus to come into our process and to really shape us into what he wants us to be. And so today um, I'm going to be talking about the, the process of breaking cycles. The process of breaking cycles. So this is something that's really important to me because I believe in order for us to really walk in the process that God has for us, we have to break negative cycles that are in our lives. Amen? And so we're going to take a, view, a look at that. But um, before we get there, I want to like just kind of give you the base scriptures of, of this, this series. Um, I say them pretty much every week. And um, they're out of Philippians. I'm going to read through them quickly for time's sake. Um, it's Philippians 1. It'll be on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. It says this. I give thanks to my God. For every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you, somebody shout in me, he who started a good work in you will carry it out unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verses 12 to 13, it says this, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13. For it is God, here it is again, who is working in you. Somebody shout in me. In you, both to will and to work according to his good purpose. And last but not least is Philippians 3, 12 through 13. It says this. Not that I have already reached the goal or am I already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it. Because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. Will you pray with me one more time? Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this house. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in every individual that's in this room right now. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing at this church, the well. Father, we, 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 we're so grateful just for who you are in our lives. Father, I pray that as I speak your word today, that wisdom and revelation would take place. Father, I thank you that we will learn to break the cycles of negativity that are in our lives, Father. That we can walk fully with you, knowing that you are for us and not against us. Father, I thank you, Lord, that not one life in this room leaves the same way that they came in. But wisdom and revelation will take place in their minds and in their hearts. And Father, I get rid of any anxiety, any fear that would hinder me from preaching your word fully. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said? Amen. So who in here loves amusement parks? Let's show of hands. Yes. So I, I love amusement parks. I love going to new parks. I love Six Flags. I love Cedar Point. I love all the big roller coasters. I love going to Lagoon and, uh, and just riding all the rides. And it never, it, never, it never gets old to me. Like, I'm the type of guy that's like, I'm, I'm a thriller guy. I, like, I love thrills. I love having fun. I love excitement. All the things. I love roller coasters that go backwards and you don't know what's happening. I love all the loops, all the things. Makes you want to throw up. But I love the excitement about it. Um, and so I started thinking about that this week. And, and I also started thinking about the difference between an amusement park and a carnival or a state fair. And I started thinking about what I love and what I don't like about each one. And I started thinking about just state fairs and carnivals. And I started thinking about the Ferris wheel. And I was like, that is one ride that I literally, I hate. I hate the Ferris wheel. I hate it because one, let me tell you why. Let me just have a therapeutic moment for you real quick. So I hate the, the, the Ferris wheel because one, it takes forever to get on the ride. 
like when you're riding a roller coaster and it's in the dead of summer and there's like hundreds of people there, it seems like it's pretty fast. Like I love the roller coasters. You know it's going to be really exciting when they're like, get on, get in, strap up. And it's like this, this excitement thing. Like you ha- it happens so fast. But a Ferris wheel, it never happens that way. Like have you ever noticed, it's just like everybody just moseys around. It's like they take their time. The Ferris wheel is just going slow. It's going up and down. It's like, okay. I feel like women love Ferris wheels. And this is the reason why. My wife loves Ferris wheel because... Especially, like, if we were to go on a date or something, it's like she, like, has opportunity to look into my eyes and just, we have all the time in the world just to sit here. This is beautiful. Look, the wind is blowing in our face, and we just have so much time. And so she loves Ferris wheels, but I hate them. I hate them so much because they're slow. And, and when I started realizing, we went to um, the state fair just this past year, and we got on the Ferris wheel. And I was just, like, thinking, my mind just goes. It just goes, goes, goes constantly. Like, I always have to, like, kind of slow my mind down. And I started thinking on this Ferris wheel, I'm like, man, I would hate to get stuck on this thing. Like, I would literally hate to get stuck on this Ferris wheel because it's just, like, especially if I'm at the top, like, it's just, like, you're just there. Like, at least a roller coaster, it's like you're strapped in, you're geared up. It's like a quick little loop. But the Ferris wheel, it goes so slow, it's like, man, like, if I get stuck on this thing, this is going to be not, not fun at all. And so I started, in, in that moment, I realized that's how we treat cycles in life. It's, it's, we treat it like a Ferris wheel. And negative cycles are like a Ferris wheel in the sense of it's so slow. And it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing over and over and over. And I realized that if I were to get stuck on this Ferris wheel, I would never be able to, to be free and to do the things that I really want to do. So I started thinking about that, the Ferris wheel, how, how when we're in a, in, in a process of a cycle, it's like a Ferris wheel. And it goes over and over and over. It goes from top to bottom. Although when you look at the top, you can see everything and it's nice. But then you get to the bottom again. Then you go back to the top and you see everything and then you get to the bottom again. But I want to challenge us today that we have to learn how to break the negative cycles that are in our lives. In order to really fully um, be all that God has called us to be and do everything that God has called us to do, we have to walk in him knowing that he has prepared everything for us, knowing that we can break the cycles of negativity over our lives. Amen? And so my, my, my base scripture for this, this message today is from Galatians 5, chapter 5, verse 1. And it says this, For freedom, Christ set us free. Then it says this, Stand firm, then, and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. For freedom, Christ set us free. Stand firm, then, and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Somebody shout number one. So in order for us to really walk and change the negative patterns and the negative cycles to break the negative cycles in our lives, we have to first reverse. Reverse. Or in other words, we have to repent. It's a changing of direction. Acts 3, 19, it says this. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out. Isn't that so simplistic? Repent. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out. Repentance is stopping and going the other direction. And so when I'm, when I'm choosing to break the cycle of whatever's happening in my life, whether that's sin, whether that's guilt, whether that's something that you're wrestling with every single day, you literally have to choose to turn 180 degrees and walk a different direction. You have to choose to face it, face on. And so I love this. I, I, I searched um, just like thinking patterns, and, and this article came up, and I thought it was really good. It says this, our personal beliefs are learned and developed over time making them very difficult to change. Similarly, thought patterns become a habitual way of thinking that is so ingrained we are often unaware of them. However, there are ways to break the cycle 
of self-defeating beliefs and negative thinking patterns. To rise above your self-defeating beliefs and negative thoughts, start by recognizing when these issues come up in your life. So this is the reverse part. We have to recognize that when these negative thoughts and these things come against you, you have to recognize them and turn a different route. You have to speak the word of God over those things. And so we have to recognize them and turn a different way. And it says this, do you face your problems head on or do you succumb to negative thoughts? So when I think about reversing and when I think about repentance, that shows me that I'm facing it head on. That shows me that, that, that I, I'm choosing to acknowledge this moment of doubt. I'm choosing to acknowledge the moment of sin that I was just in. And I'm saying, Lord, I repent of this thing. And so I choose to turn a different way. I, I speak against the negative thought that's coming in, in, in my heart and in my mind. So it says that, do you face your problems head on or do you succumb to negative thoughts? Is life full of possibilities or do you see the glass as always being half empty? After you start acknowledging self-defeating beliefs and negative thinking patterns, take back control. I love that. And this is just a regular article. This is not like written by some Christian um, some, um, psych- psychiatrist or anything like that. It was just a regular article. It says literally take back control. And so when we're thinking negatively, we have to take back control of our thought patterns. We have to take back control of that negativity that's holding us down. We have to take back control. And so... We have to, to learn how to, to steer that, that and, and reverse the cycle. Somebody shout reverse the cycle. So we have to learn how to reverse the cycle. We have to turn 180 degrees. And I love this because literally if you look at John the Baptist, he was one of the most sought-after preachers in the word of God. And all he did, this is crazy to me because, like, if you think about it, all the people that gathered all the time, thousands and thousands and thousands of people would gather to hear him talk. I only remember him ever really talking about one thing, and that was what? Repent. Repent. Turn, turn to God. Repent. Turn to God. And a lot of times, I don't think anybody in this room, if I were to preach repent every single day, every single Sunday, I'd probably lose more than half of you guys. If I were to say repent, repent all day long. Every single Sunday, I'm saying you come up here, what do you got to repent? You better Repent. Repent. And it's just this constant message of repentance, yeah? But I, I feel like I, I, I love that because, John, it's so, it's so important that we get a hold of that. It's repent. Like every single day we have to repent. And, and, and it's in the big thing and it's in the small things. It's in the sin that you're facing and it's in the, the easy things of life. It's like as far as like I have to repent every single day when I'm frustrated with my wife, just like Chris was saying. I have to literally choose to repent because it's an action that I, that I didn't want to do. It's an action that I need God to intervene in. So I have to repent and say, Lord, I know that I'm frustrated right now. She's driving me nuts. I want to get out of this house. I don't want to be here. But I'm choosing to repent, and I'm choosing to love her anyway. So I repent of my wrongdoing. I repent of my frustration. I repent of my fleshly desires. I repent in this moment. And so a lot of times we think repentance is such a big thing and we have to like, okay, I've been living in sin. I've been living in this shame. I've been living, I've been holding this thing for so long, so I have to repent. But in actual reality, we are called to repent in every single thing. We are called to have a, 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 a heart of repentance towards everything that we do. For how you treat people at work. If you're like, man, you're, you just have a negative, nasty attitude. I know some of us come on Monday. Monday morning's hitting you. It's coming tomorrow. And you might not want to go to work. And you're like, man, I hate this job. I hate these people. I hate my boss. And God's going to challenge you. He's going to say, I want you to repent. I want you to repent in this moment. Why? Because you're not grateful that you even have a job that you can pay your bills. And that supplies all your needs. Come on, somebody. So we have to choose to repent daily. It's a daily, it's a daily choice. 
that we have to choose to do. So number one, we have to reverse. In order for us to reverse and break the cycle, we have to choose to repent. Everybody shout number two. It says release. We have to release. This is a choice daily. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, it says this. Do not remember the past events. Do not remember the past events. Do not remember the person that, that cut you off. Yesterday, do not remember how your wife said some nasty words to you. Do not remember how you treated your, your, your children. Do not remember. Do not remember the former, th- former things. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. That's that 180 degrees turn. It's like, okay, I'm choosing to go 180 degrees. I was going this way. I was thinking this way, but now I'm choosing to repent and walk this way. I'm reversing the cycle. It's choosing to go opposite direction. Pay no attention to the things of old. And that's hard. Literally, that's, that's, that's so hard because a lot of us are holding on to things still that we've been dealing with since we were little kids. And God's saying, turn away from that. Like, I'm here for you. Acknowledge that it happened. I'm not saying that we can't acknowledge emotions. And I think this is a fine line that happens in church a lot of times. We feel like we have to act like everything's okay. Blessed the Lord. God is so good. He's faithful. Yes, he is faithful. But we still have to have our emotions in check. We have emotions that we can bear, right? But we have to choose to turn away from that and say, acknowledge your emotions, but still turn away. And say, Lord, I was that. I was going that way in the past. But I'm choosing to follow you. I'm forgetting the former things. I'm forgetting the things of old. And it goes on to say, look, I am about to do something new. So this shows me right here in this scripture, in this text, that if we're looking to the old, that God can't do something new. If we're too busy looking at our old man and our old self, then God, how's God going to be able to make something new in you? It's like this, 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 this battle that we face every single day. When I'm looking at the old, when I'm in the old, and, and I, I don't have time, I'm not allowing God to really make me new. So we have to pull this way and say, Lord, Lord, you're making me new. In you, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old things are passed away. Behold, the new has come. That word behold literally means to gaze upon him. That word behold in the Greek literally means to gaze upon him. So when I'm saying the old man is done, the old man is dead, I'm gazing upon everything that you have for me. I'm gazing upon the new because you are good. So I'm choosing to fix my focus on you. My old man is dead. Come on. Some of you need to hear that. Your old man is dead. Your old way of thinking is gone. Your old way of being is dead. We have to choose to walk into the new. Amen? So I love that. Look, I am doing, I'm about to do a new thing. Even now, it is coming. Do you not see it? A lot of times we don't see it. And that's because we're looking at the old. We're looking at that, that thing that once was there. We're looking at the old self. And God's saying, look, I'm doing a new thing in you. Come on. I'm doing something so good in you, I want you to look at it. Look, can't you see that I'm doing it? Because God is faithful. He's doing it. But we're the ones that are stopping him from the process of actually doing it. God wants to break the cycle of your life, but we're stopping him from breaking the cycle. God wants to break depression over your life, but we're stopping him from breaking depression. God wants to break fear over your life, but we're stopping him from breaking fear. So we have to choose. He's doing a new thing constantly in us. He's working in us. And Psalms 55, 22, it says this. Cast your burden on the Lord. Here's the release part. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. I love that. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. So as I choose to release this thing, release 
Somebody shout release. Release. As I choose to release whatever's holding you back, and that's different for everybody. That's different for every individual that's in this room. Some of us are living in sin right now. And, and some of us aren't living in sin, but some of us are frustrated with certain things. Some of us are, are dealing with anxiety every single day. Some of us are de- dealing with fear and worry and frustration and guilt and shame and condemnation and all these different things. But God wants to break that. He wants you to release it. And so I love that it says in Psalms 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord. And I thought about uh, a fisher, fisherman. And I thought about in the word of God how, how they used to just cast a net. But after they cast the net, they wouldn't think about it. They literally had to sit and wait for fish to be caught. Like if they were just like frantic and just like moving the net all day long and going like this and shaking it. Like could you imagine like you're on the boat and you're like, where's the fish at? And it's like you're just doing all these different things and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't, I only caught one fish. I'm supposed to catch a hundred. It's like, and you're doing this thing. Like that's how we're doing. That's how we do as Christians. We're like doing, we're casting the net. We're doing this thing, but we're not releasing it. We literally have a, a hold on it. We have a hold on that fear. We have a hold on that shame. We have a hold on that condemnation. We have a hold on that worry. And God's saying, cast it. Release it. Let it go. Release. We have to reverse and release. Reverse and release. We have to turn a different direction and then release and walk forward to everything that God has for us. And I know that these points aren't sexy. I could have made these points so, so, like a paragraph long. But I said, no, 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 no. I need to keep this simple. Because when we walk out of these doors today and when Monday hits us, we have to learn and and take these words to heart. We literally have to say, okay, 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 okay. I got it. Pastor Andrew, he was preaching about... Man, four steps of, of breaking the cycle. So today I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to reverse. I'm just going to start with that. I'm just going to reverse. I'm going to choose to repent every single second of my life. I'm going to choose to repent. Man, I wanted to cuss that lady out today. Man, but I'm going to choose to turn a different way. I'm going to choose to repent. And then, and, then, and then it goes the next step. Okay, okay, now that I've repent, repented, I'm, I'm going to choose to release this. I'm, I'm going to release. I'm going to release this. I'm going to make a choice daily to release. To say, Lord, you care for me. I cast every worry. I cast every fear. I cast everything that is not of you. And I throw it into the sea. Literally, if you think about it, if you were to throw a penny into an ocean, you would never see that penny again. But a lot of us are holding on to our problems and we're not casting it like a penny in the ocean. We literally need to cast them away and say, Lord, you got me. I'm casting this worry. I don't know what my life is. I don't know what job you have for me. I don't know what direction you want me to go, but I'm going to cast my worry, and I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to throw it into the sea. I'm going to forget it because I know that you care for me. You have a better plan than I could even imagine. So I'm going to cast it, and I'm going to release it. Somebody shout release. And the third one is this. It's renew. Renew. So the first one is Reverse, second one is release, and the third one is renew. Romans 12, verse 2, it says this. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind. So that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed. That word transform is a daily process. 
Like a lot of us, we just want to go from repentance all the way to, to this, big, this big step that, that God has for us. But God's like, no, 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 no. It took you forever to get to this process of what you were in, the sin that you were in, and now you're going to have to reverse and you're going to have to go back and say, okay, okay. Lord, I'm, I'm walking this process. I'm choosing to walk this process. And so we have to renew our mind. We have to be transformed daily. And renewing of our minds, it literally takes effort. Like, have you ever, like, like literally thought, like, a negative thought? And I, I, I have to do this, and sometimes I'm good at it. Some days I'm good, and some days I just suck. Like, about renewing my mind, seriously. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to renew my mind. So I think, think whatever it is. So you may be think, dealing with lust. Or you may be dealing with, with worry or fear on the job, whatever it is. And literally you have to, like, make a conscious effort. Like, it's one of the hardest things to do is to renew your mind. You literally have to stop that pattern. You have to stop it in its tracks. But a lot of us, too, like, we don't know how to stop a negative thought in our tracks because we don't know the word of God to go over that thought. And so what we have to do is we really have to get into the word of God. We have to be people that are in the word of God so that we can, can fight with the word of God. That we can fight with the sword of the spirit. We can fight with the full armor of God, knowing the word of God. It's not, it's not enough just to, just to stop a thought and say, okay, stop. Because what that thought is, it's still going to take root. What we have to do is we literally have to break and pull up the negative root. And how do you do that? It's by the word of God. It's by speaking the word of God over your life. And so I have scriptures that I speak all the time. When I'm, every single time when I, when I get up to speak and when I walk those steps, I say, Lord, I thank you that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I thank you that you are giving me the strength. I thank you that is you that is living in me. Greater are you that lives in me than everything that I face in the world. I literally say these scriptures all the time. If I'm dealing with fear, I thank you, Lord, that there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear because you love me. I thank you, Lord, I have no fear. And I literally say these things all the time when I'm battling condemnation. I say, therefore, there is now no condemnation. Romans 8. In Christ Jesus. Because why I am in Christ Jesus, I'm choosing to walk and I'm choosing to repent and turn a different direction. So that means I'm in Christ Jesus. So that means I'm dealing with condemnation. I have no more condemnation. Why? Because I'm in Christ Jesus. And so we have to literally combat these thoughts. If we're talking about breaking the cycle, it's time to speak the word of God over those negative thoughts. It's time to speak the word of God over your situation. So we have to renew our mind. Philippians 4, 6 through 9, it says this. Don't worry about anything. Hmm, that's easy to say, Paul. Awesome. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, through what? Prayer and petition. With thanksgiving. I love how he just added that. Like he was just like, oh, I need to add something. With thanksgiving. I want you to pray and I want you to make your petition known. But I also want you to thank me in this moment. So I love that. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. So this is Paul urging us to think on these things. To literally think on these things. So he says this. Brothers, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. That's a lot. Whatever is true, think on that. Whatever is honorable, think on that. Whatever is just, think on that. Whatever is pure, think on that. Whatever is lovely, think on that. Whatever is commendable, think on that. And then it goes on to say in verse 9, 
Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. So in order for us to renew our minds, we have to think on these things. Think on these things. So if you're dealing with whatever it is, think on these things. Literally take this scripture. I want you to write this down, Philippians 4, 6 through 9. And as you're going about your week, say, okay, Lord, I'm going to choose to think on one of these things. And that's the thing, too. Like, don't take everything. A lot of times as Christians, we want to take everything and be like, okay, I got it. I got everything he said. I got everything. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do all four points. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to, I'm going to just charge this world. I'm going to do it. But we have to literally learn because it, it's, a, it's a process. Just how you were in a process to get where you were today, there's a process to go back with God. There's a process that we have to allow him in. And so take one of these things. And say, okay, I'm just going to reverse today. I think of that song, reverse, reverse, reverse. Um, anyways, I'm a dancer, so I had to put that in there. But it's, so we have to literally choose. Just choose one or two of these things and really work on them throughout the week. Because we're, we're, we're about to close out this, this in-process series in, in a few weeks. And so um, this, this message for me, and I was talking to Pastor Jason about it this weekend. We were both like just literally wrestling with what do we say? Because this is such a, such a, a heavy topic. Like, breaking the cycle. Like, nobody wants to hear that we have negative cycles. Everybody in this room are like, I got it together. You ain't going to tell me nothing. I got it together. I don't know about you, but I don't have any negative cycles. I don't think any negative thoughts. And it's all on your face. Like, this hand, everything. I'm like, that's negativity. Fix your, fix your face. <laughs> negativity. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, so we have to renew our minds daily. We have to renew our minds daily. It's a conscious effort to do that. And last but not least, I'm going to have the band come up is this. We have to repeat. So we have to release. We have to, sorry, first reverse. We have to release. We have to renew. And we have to repeat. Reverse. Release. Renew. Repeat. Reverse. I have to release. I have to renew my mind. And I have to repeat. I have to reverse. I have to release. I have to renew my mind, and I have to repeat. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, it says this. Finally, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything to stand, it says stand. I have to resist the devil. I have to resist the negative thoughts. I have to resist the sin that I want to commit in this area. I have to resist and choose to walk with God. And see, there's power when we learn to repeat God's word. There's power in it. When you say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I thank you that you are for my family and you are not against us. I thank you that you have everything that I need 
Father, in my life. I thank you, Lord, that I am more than a conqueror. When I'm feeling defeated, I thank you, Lord, it says in your word that I'm more than a conqueror with you. I thank you, Lord, that I'm dealing with sickness, but it says in the word of God that by your stripes, I've been made whole. Because by your stripes, when you died on the cross over 2,000 years ago, I can walk in that healing. I can walk in that freedom. I can walk in that grace. And when I'm dealing with insecurities or pain or shame, I thank you, Lord, that it says in the word of God that it is Christ that has set me free. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I've been redeemed. I've been made whole in Christ Jesus. We have to speak the word of God. We have to repeat it daily. Every single day. Whatever you're dealing with in your life, there's a scripture for it. Literally, you can go to the back of your Bible and the context back there and say, okay, well, I'm, I'm dealing with fear. And there's scriptures that are just basically on fear. And then you start speaking the word of God. Over that situation. I'm dealing with insecurities. I'm dealing with this shame. I'm dealing with this condemnation. I'm dealing with this guilt. And that's why I love Romans 8. Literally because I've always dealt with such heaviness of condemnation and shame that I face in my life. And so I literally had to choose every single day. I still have to choose to do it. I say Romans 8. There is therefore. There is therefore in this situation now no condemnation. I have no condemnation. Whatever you're dealing with. Repeat the word of God. Say these scriptures over your life. Because there's power in the word of God. There's power to break every cycle. There's power to break every shame. There's power to break every fear. There's power to break every worry. There's power to break every condemnation. There's power to break everything in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, which is above every other name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And even if you don't know a scripture, you just say, Jesus. Jesus, I need you. Jesus. I love you. Jesus, come into the situation. Make me whole. Make me new. I thank you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name. Your name, the name of Jesus, where every knee will bow. What does he mean when it says every knee? That means every frustration. That means every worry. That means every doubt. That means every insecurity. That means every pain that's in your body. It's in the name of Jesus that every knee will bow. Everything has to submit itself under to the name of Jesus. Everything. And so if we're going to learn how to break these cycles in our life, we have to first what? Reverse. We have to second what? Release. We have to thirdly what? Renew. And we have to repeat. Reverse. Release. Renew. Repeat. Reverse. Release. Renew. And repeat. Will you stand with me in this moment? Can we sing that song one more time? Um, I feel like in this atmosphere right now, there's, there's power to break every cycle in our lives. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. But I know Jesus does. And that's the beauty of who he is. He can meet you right where you are. And he can come into your situation and say, man, I'm here for you. I have you. And so in this moment, if you feel comfortable, we're going to turn the lights down for a moment. And I just want you to just to think about some, some cycles that, you just, that you've been wrestling with, like a Ferris wheel, going over and over and over. Something that you haven't been able to, to escape. I want you to think about those things. And I want you to realize that the name of Jesus is over that situation, that he's in it. And that Jesus is for you and he is not against you. And I love this song because it, it signifies to me that the cross does have the final word. 
that when Jesus paid the ultimate price on the cross for you, and he said, it is finished. That negative cycle, it is finished. That fear you're dealing with, it is finished. That insecurity that you have that you don't let anybody into, it is finished. Because the cross has a final word. So can we sing this song just all together?